You're listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. Check us out at Cineleaks.com. We got a new intro. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Celeb, back again for another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 243. I'm joined by my partner, Crime Bolts. What's up, bro? <laughs> what's up, dog? We are back for another episode, man. You know, I'm excited. What about you? Super excited. <laughs> so we didn't do what we have been doing. Uh, we've been doing community comments and all that, but this is the end of the year episode and we wanted to do something a little special. So uh, first and foremost, let's go ahead and get down into it. What have you been drinking and what have you been gaming, Mr. Bolts? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what have I been gaming? What have I been drinking? Yes. Um... Heavy dose of Dr. Pepper peak season has 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 worn me down. Yeah. So I've had to keep that that caffeine and sugar rush on a daily hourly basis. Um. What have I been drinking? Same thing. No. Um, <laughs> it's literally the same thing. Uh, what have I been gaming? What were you drinking on today? Oh, I, just, I had I had I had a little Red Bull and vodka. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. A little bit of Red Bull vodka. That's it. Yeah. All right. So, what have I been gaming? Well, well, well. What have we here? Um, I have fin- finally finished my map and my story at 154 hours of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I haven't started the DLC yet, um, but I've completed that. Um, I bought FIFA uh, 19 the other day. I'm getting balls deep in that. <laughs> Um, I'm still playing my Legends, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, and of course, on, usually it's on Wednesdays and Fridays. I'm over here playing Black Ops Four online. Yeah, so that's right. That's it. So, and starting next week, I should be starting Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes. So ready. So ready for you to get into that. Um, well, drinking wise, uh, today I had a Guinness Stout uh, because my boy Bolts. It's amazing. He's always thinking about me. Uh, also, game love, wise, <laughs> sweet love. It's the only thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, gaming wise, I've been playing a lot. I've been playing some Fortnite Battle Royale on the Call of Duty Black Ops Four Blackout mode. Um, also, been playing um, some Assassin's Creed, uh, which I'm finally going to talk about on this episode. On the last episode, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to talk about my experience with Assassin's Creed." Didn't even talk about it. I don't know what I was doing. So, mm. um, but real quick before we move a little bit further in, I do want to talk about my time with Assassin's Creed. It's not going to be a long-winded thing, but I'm going to tell you guys. I don't know. I don't know why I waited on this game. Mm. Let's say it like that. Now I knew that it was going to be a good game, but I was kind of like, uh, I'm glad that I waited on it. Let's say it like that because the price went down. I only paid 17 bucks for it. Um, and that was during Black Friday. Uh, I traded in a really old game, and because of some of the points that I had built up at GameStop that I never use, I uh, decided to go and get it while it was on sale, and only ended up paying seventeen dollars for it. And it was a well, 
spent it was a it was a very good decision because Assassin's Creed Odyssey is by far one of my favorite games of 2018. Um, uh, it, it it was just so far I I don't know how to explain it outside of just saying they have they have finally made Assassin's Creed what it has meant to be for quite some time. Um, now I have talked a lot of shit about Assassin's Creed on, on the second opinion podcast. Uh, if you've been a listener for quite some time, you know that I have not liked the Assassin's Creed series since they killed off Desmond miles. And I think they are finally starting to fine tune the game. They got that piece of coal. You know what I'm saying? Bolts. They got that piece of coal and they're knocking all that dust and soot and everything off of it, getting down to that one little piece of diamond. There you go. Um, because I'm going to tell you, dude, Cassandra is amazing. Amazing. The other day, Bolts was sitting in the living room. He was playing, uh, I think you were playing Assassin's Creed, right? Or were you playing? No, he was playing Call of Duty. Yeah, I was playing Block. And I was playing Assassin's Creed. And what? how many guys did I kill? What was it, like 15 dudes? Yeah. 15, 15 soldiers that all attacked me at the same time. And what was crazy is while I was getting attacked, there was like four or there was like three mercenaries that popped up. Um, so I got killed a couple of times, but then finally I ended up killing two mercenaries and I killed a total of 13 normal soldiers. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I've ever been empowered in a video game, <laughs> wow, dude, it was just amazing. The combat is just unbelievable, dude. It It is something that, that Ubisoft um, should really be proud of. Because this game right now, like, I mean, I can't really give my full verdict on the game, of course, uh, but I am very much enjoying it. And and I'm serious, dude, like, not just because of the combat, but the visuals are unbelievable, dude. Like, Bolts, I, I know you, you said that you just got done, you know, with the story, but I, I, like, add in on this, dude. Like, I know you even agree with me. You were playing, you've been playing on... Your TV at the house, but also a TV that you usually leave here at my place is one of the PlayStation special release 3D module TVs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I mean, what do you think about the visuals? I, that's it's like some of the best visuals I've ever seen in a video game. Um, absolutely, hands down. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey built built off the momentum what Origins was, and let's not get shit twisted. Origins was amazing. Absolutely, it was. Odyssey is amazing, amazing er, is amazingness. Um, everything about Odyssey is just, it's just, it's fucking great. Um, <laughs> I'd say that there, there, there are a few hiccups, of course. I've talked about those in the past. Um, I do, I do believe that the voice of Cassandra, the voiceover, is a lot, a lot better in tuned into the game than the voiceover that is Alexios. Alexios just yeah. his voice just 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 doesn't seem more in tune with what's going on with the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but the the overall aspect of the of, of the game itself, the the physics, the the graphics, the visuals, the story, um, it's just everything. It's just it's so good. That's that's why I love it so much. Um, everything from you know, when you're running through the when you're running through the woods, or you're running through the mountains, or you're running along the beach, or something like that, the smallest little details. Um, you're running, and you get like you know a, a few birds that fly past your screen. You know, a red bird, a blue bird, a yellow bird, whatever. You know, or if you're jumping off a tree, 
and you look down at the you look down at the ground and you see your shadow and your shadow is mimicking exactly what you're doing in the air. This is the smallest details that 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 go with that. Or you're looking at these characters during a cutscene and you know so you know Sparta back in the day is, are are supposed to be these godlike, you know, you know chiseled, you know beings basically. Yeah. And when you and, and and just you're just looking at them and they, they they've got they they've got the right physique. They've got they've got the pulsing the you know the pulsing veins coming out of their arm. Or you look close enough and you know how on some vein when you look on someone's arm and you see a blue vein because your blood is blue inside your body and you're looking at this character and she, they've got blue veins for crying out loud. The smallest little details like that just make the game go so much further. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about. And let me get let, let me tell you something. The biggest and the best update to any game that I've had in the past 20-30 years is the cosmetic update to the armor and oh, the weapons. Oh, bro. I know we're I know we're talking about this a lot. <laughs> but you know, Bulls kind of brought this up to me and was like, "Oh, you know, you can do this like cosmetic thing." And we talked about it on the podcast. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. So like you can wear two armors at the same time. That's awesome." And I never I guess I just was like out of sight, out of mind and like never really paying attention to what that meant until I started playing the game when I realized that not only not only is this a huge thing for your inventory it is a huge thing for me in general because I love my character looking like a badass okay in any game if you customize your character at any point in time in, in any game I want my character to look like a super badass especially if it's like an assassination style game so the fact that you can have you know, let's say you like I unlocked a level ten armor, and uh, I was wearing it. I was like, "Damn, I really don't like that." Bolts brings it up to me. He's like, "Hey, bro, wait a second. Didn't you dismantle some stuff earlier?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, all right, go to your inventory." So I go to my inventory, and he's like, "Push square." I push square, and it shows all these things on there. I'm like, "What is that?" And he was like, "Click on that." I said, well, "I already got rid of that." He said, "It doesn't matter. Just click on it." Click X. I click X. It makes my fucking armor looks like the shit that I've already dismantled. It's one of the greatest add-ons of any video game, cosmetically, that I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. It, 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 it takes the aspect of, of, of basically buying armor yeah. through, the, through the whole U- Ubisoft store. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give Ubisoft this. If I, I went out and bought a, bought a, se- a set of armor. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and it, I remember it, it, you told me. It was, it, was the, it was basically the Hades armor. Yeah. I bought the ferryman ship and the ferryman crew and stuff like that just because yeah. that looks fucking straight badass. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you right now that I did yes, – after I bought it, I don't, I don't even use it, you know, yeah. because the attributes that come with that armor is not, is, is, is nowhere, is not what I want of the attributes of this other armor. Yeah. Now, I can change – the attributes of this, I mean, the style of this one to look like what I purchased, but I still don't even do that because I run around in, the, in Achilles' armor all day long. And then, of course, at the end of the game, you get the god, you, you get the, the the god armor, which is a whole other story. But still, it's it's so awesome that you can have the attributes and the stats from one piece, but completely look like this piece that you that you got at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's awesome, dude. Yeah. It really is. So, all right. So to move on from that, as we said, this is going to be a very special episode. This is our end of the year kind of a reminiscent episode of 2018 and what's been going on with with gaming and what will be happening uh, in gaming in 2019. 
So let's go ahead and get into it. And some of the things that are going to be happening in 2019 are going to be pretty crazy. And uh, that is the list of games coming out in quarter one of 2019. So first up, we got Resident Evil 2. The remake comes out January 25th on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Bolts. <laughs> what? Don't even come to me. I want to hear <laughs> what you have to say. Fickle. 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 <laughs> um... So, real quick to add in on this point, just to say, it was announced today that some of of the main character's story with Leon has been ironed out, cleaned up to make it a more horrifying story. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's like this. Resident so they've Evil, changed it. Resident Evil 2 was by far one of the biggest games ever released on the PS1, you know? Um, it's, 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 it's a... Resident Evil's longevity in the survival horror yeah. speaks for itself. Yeah, um, the remake will be absolutely stunning on every level, hands down, uh-huh. and I'm, I have no qualms about that. I'm happy that people of this generation get to experience what Resident Evil was back like back in the day. Yeah, only to a but to 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 a bigger and better standard than what was given to us because of the technology that was available. Um, but it is a remake. <laughs> Um, I, I have I have I have no qualms with Resident Evil two by any means. Um, I do have qualms that time and energy was spent on a game that we've already played, and I will say that about any re- any remake or any remaster, regardless of the situation. Um, but I am excited for the people who get to experience it that haven't got to experience it yet. So, with that said, I'm 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 happy it's coming out. I'm happy that people get to experience. It's going to be absolutely stunning on every level. Yeah. So, um, so as I said, uh, you know, bolts will just have to experience it at some at some extent of either watching me play it or something. It will be what you watch, um, watching because you they did change Leon's backstory uh, to make it, I guess, to clean it up, make it make some of the stuff more realistic and horrifying or whatever. Um, but I am very excited for this title. I can't wait to play it. Um, and it's only a couple of three weeks away. About a month away. About a month away, baby. <laughs> I'm so ready. Um, all right, next up, one of the hugest releases in video hugest? games. Hugest. Most huger. <laughs> most hugery. Most engorged. Uh, yes. <laughs> one of the biggest releases in video game history. Kingdom Hearts 3 is finally releasing. It's coming out January 29th of 2019 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Bolts, what you got to say about it? Uh, let's hurry up and get here, bro. Let's hurry up and get here, bro. That's all I got to say. Um, it's, it, I'm, I'm super happy. I'm super excited. The first two and then the one and a half and then the multiple ones that came on the other ones. Uh, handheld <laughs> con- <laughs> platforms. Um, it's, it's, it's an amazing title. Dream drop and flip flop. It's so awesome to bring the Disney World to the Square Enix world, and you, and they coexist and they that mesh. Mixture, you know, yeah. it's 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 done to a point into a T, and it works so yeah. well. Works really well, man. And uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's definitely it's living up to be one of the best games to ever release. So. And that's not just with people that are fans of the series. I plan on playing it. Um, I'm. Uh, I, I plan on getting it for Derek because she's a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. There's no surprise about that. That's probably going to be like her birthday gift is like getting her Kingdom Hearts. Um, 
But I think uh, I'm planning on playing it because of the the visuals, the the gameplay style has changed over the years, um, and I just think it's going to be a damn good game. So I'm very excited about it. I know Matt Quad C is excited about it as well. So um, all right, next up we have Anthem coming out February 22nd of 2019 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Bolts, what you got to say? Meh. Look, That's it? Okay. No, it, I mean, to, to a point, it's, it's, it's going to be an online game. Um, you know how I feel about g- games that are majority online. Um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of them. Um, I'm also not a big fan of this because it took time and effort away from Mass Effect Andromeda, which yeah. pisses me off. Um, so I have, I'm, I'm kind of biased towards it. <laughs> so uh, with that said, whatever. Yeah. I, I won't be buying it. I probably won't be playing it anytime. So let so, me ask you this: What yes. if they what if it comes out and it just has rave reviews? It's just like an amazing, amazing game. Um, would you give it any time if they come out? Which I know, I think we can agree that there's a possibility it'll be okay. I think. I mean. I mean. Don't get. Don't, let's not get shit twisted. It is made by Bioware. Bioware, Bioware makes good games, but it's very worrisome. It is that way. Yeah, yeah, it's worrisome. It's something we've talked about all year. It's something we've talked about since I got back from E3. You know, it's... um, Is the fact that visually it's stunning, but it... it, I mean, it... it, Like, what did they say? What was the quote that they said this earlier this year? They were like, you know... You know, basically stating that, like, the story is not going to be the main concern in this game. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So... And that's a concern for me. Yeah. But... Like I said, it, it it took away it it took time and energy away from Mass Effect Andromeda, which of course, if anybody's ever known me, met me, Mass Effect is my life and my world. Yeah. Um, and 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 the effort that they put into Anthem, took, it just basically took a shit on my other franchise, <laughs> and it just it just pisses me off. So, whoever gets Anthem, I hope it's great for you. I hope it's worth the money that you spend. Good. Good, good riddance. I can't stop laughing about the way you talk about that game, bro. Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, you really, like, you really think that it's just going to be? I, I, I just, I, I don't honestly, I don't care what it is. I, I really don't. It could be an amazing game. Um, I, I hope it's an amazing game for, like I said, for the people who purchase it. I hope, but. Pe- but like I said, it it, it it took time and effort away from from my beloved franchise, and it turned my beloved franchise into a fucking laughing laughing stock of the video game world, and it pisses me off. I'm pissed to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, bro, you are ridiculous. Um, all right, so y'all y'all know how I feel about Anthem. No, it doesn't really interest me. I think it looks cool. It's like a game with a bunch of people that have Iron Man suits on. So, uh, Crackdown 3 comes out February 15th, um, 2019, on Xbox and PC. I think Crackdown 3 is actually going to be a good game. Uh, I think that there's a possibility it could be uh, a pretty good game. It could be a good exclusive, but I don't know, man. That's coming from somebody that's not uh, not an Xbox player. Um, I will say this: It fucking better be great because it's one of two exclusives that Xbox has, other than Forza. <laughs> you Forza. know, <laughs> so um, Crackdown Three. Um, if if it builds off the momentum that Crackdown Two has and makes it bigger, better, and better, then Crackdown Three will be will be a small success for the Xbox One. Yeah. Um, it's an open world 
you know, th- lifting cars, throwing them across the map, dr- leaping buildings. Yeah. Um, really taking it, really taking things to an extreme. Yeah. Um, so with that said, man, I, it, it, it better, it better, it better perform. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It better fucking perform. Um, I think that it will. I think that it will, um, I think I think it's going to be much better than what we think it's it, than it will possibly be. So, um, uh, here's hoping. Here's here's to yeah. hoping. Yeah. Um. So, uh. Anyways, next up, the crown jewel, the one we've been waiting for for quite some time. Re- Metro Exodus mm-hmm. comes out February twenty second, two thousand nineteen, for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, miss your bolts. Why are you excited for this game, man? I'm excited because the first two were were quietly amazing pieces of gaming art, mm-hmm. which was bestowed upon my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I, I read the book um, uh, Metro 2033, um, I, I fell in love with it at that point. Um, the, the the games themselves are a, a unique survivor horror suspense, you know, jump scare thriller. Um, it, you know, it's it's based in Russia for the most part, yep. and it's just it, it just puts a spin on the whole apothic, um, post-apocalyptic, you know, war and stuff like that with a little paranoia, with the little suspense. It's just it's fucking great, and this yeah. this one looks like it's gonna meet the standards and continue that continue that trend, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think it's gonna be fantastic, man. Um, the little bit I got to play, I loved it. Um, it was a very early build of the game, um, but I I think that um, from what I saw, uh, from what I saw, it 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 was just it was just great. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked beautiful. Uh, it was overall stunning. the The gameplay was great. Um, I just loved it, man. I really did. Um, and I think that it's going to, I think it is definitely going to be something, uh, very special. And especially if you are a Metro fan, so get ready because it's going to be something that you got to pick up day one. Um, but, uh, moving on from that, Devil May Cry 5 comes out March 8th, which is one day after my son is supposed to be born, who will be named Dante. Dante Asher. Dante Asher Gale. I'm so ready. I swear we did not choose the name Dante uh, because of Devil May Cry 5 releasing on the 8th. We chose Dante because it's a name that me and my wife have always loved and Asher as well. And uh, just out of coincidence when they announced the release date of it, I was like, what? (laughs) Perfect coincidence. I'm a huge Devil May Cry fan. I've always been a Devil May Cry fan. I cannot wait for this game. Um, comes out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Bolts, do you plan on picking this game up at all? Um, I'm not a big hack and slash guy, mm-hmm. um, but I will definitely pick this up. The David May Cry series speaks for itself. Uh, Ninja Theory has 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 a gold mine right there, as yeah. as as it is. Um, but yes, with that said. Absolutely, Day My Cry DMC will be a day one pickup, hands down, and it's going to be around spring break, so yeah. people will be able to hand, you know, the kids out of school will be able to play it. So that'll That's be right. fun. That's right. So uh, it's going to be a damn good game. Uh, then we have March fifteenth. We have the Division Two for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. 
I don't really plan on picking up the division. Uh, I somewhat got into Division One and uh, enjoyed it for a very brief amount of time. But I just don't think it's my cup of tea, bro. I don't know. Did you play the first division? No. You're not going to play this? No. Okay, well, we'll move on from that. If you're a division fan, I'm excited for you. March 15th. Uh, okay, then next up, huge title right here, March 22nd, 2019, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, this is coming from From Software and Activision, and it looks pretty fantastic. Matt Quad C got uh, a little bit more of an in-depth look at it while at E3. Got to talk to some of the devs about it, um, and it looks to be a very special game. I know our resident hardcore Video game fan, Lord Bolts is very excited about. This. Dude, this is my game right here. Um, we, I, I saw this being played, in, in, you know, like I, like you said at E three, and I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, our buddy Zach is absolutely in love with it as well. Yeah, you know, um, I think it's gonna be one of those games that that you pick up. I'll, I'll I'll buy it twice on day one just so I can play it four times. Yeah, so. Um, I'm really excited. It looks really, really amazing. Um, the gameplay, the uh, I, I don't know much about the story. I haven't dove much into it, but I'm one of those guys that likes to dig into the story while I'm playing it, so I won't read too much yeah. about it. Um, but it looks like that's going to be one of my games of of, of the of my games of the year. Yeah, um, it will it will definitely be something special. So moving on from that, the game that I have been waiting for, the game that Bolts is even waiting for. Days Gone. Comes out April 26th um, of 2019 on PlayStation 4. This game is going to be fucking epic, and I, I really hope that it has held up to the hype. When I first saw the gameplay of this, uh, the fact that the character can go throughout the world, and you know, at one point in time, he like got his gun and like reached into an engine and pulled off an air compressor and then screwed it onto the front of his gun to make a silencer, mm-hmm. uh, do things like that, and then he was taking these wolves on and killing them and all that. Then he led into the, the moment of him running into the horde that was just like... Obviously, it was like World War Z style. Bro, it was, it was, they, they were coming, dog. Bro, it looked amazing. The graphics look great. Um, you, I just, I can't say how excited I am about this game. I'm excited about a ton of other games. I'm excited about Doom, Rage, all these games that are coming out. But this game right here is going to be one of those games that it can either, it can either release and just be an epic unbelievable title or it will start out as like this you know you start playing it you're like oh and then it just fizzles out and it's not it's something that has been completely overbloated i'm hoping that it stays true to what what we have seen uh i know that i had a couple of people or acquaintances of mine that were at e3 they got special hands-on preview of of the game and they loved every minute of it so i just hope it stays true to what it's supposed to be you have any more things to comment um, as on far this? as days gone goes um the 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 pure adrenaline of those of those damn things chasing your ass yeah um put 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 you on edge right then and there but the inner the interaction between the environment is what really gets me yeah you know you're running down you can cut the rope of some logs and the timbers and the timbers fall the zombies running after you will trip and fall and roll over on the all, all over the timbers give you a, give you a second break um 
that's what I like about it is 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 as these as, as these hordes of shit are chasing you, yeah. you have a chance of catching your breath here and there with the environment around you. You run into a barn and you close the door. You know, give you another three seconds before the fools bust through that damn thing. Yeah. You know, you shoot at the floor and then they fall. You know, shit like that is going to be awesome for that game. Yeah. I I'm very very excited for it and I just uh, I cannot wait to play it. I really can't. So. Um, all right, so moving on from that, uh, we're going to talk about some of, uh, some of my uh, titles that I got to review this year, um, starting out with the first one. Um, what we're going to do is, uh, you know, I'm just going to talk about it. Uh, I'm going to bring up the topic uh, or the, the title, bring up what I gave it, get my little synapsis or synapsis at the bottom, and uh, then me and Bolts are going to have a little discussion. So um, after that, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about some uh, gaming moments as well so all right so first up we got strange brigade the game was brought to you by rebellion and uh i'm gonna say i really loved this game i gave it a 4.5 out of 5 uh and my little quote on the bottom is strange brigade is exactly what i have been wanting for years this game offers so much at such a uh, at such a low price, it may uh, it may have a few growing pains, but I have to say, uh, if you are a co op gamer, I would not pass this title up. This is by far, for sure, my dark horse game in 2018. Um, so, bolts, uh, you have actually played some of this game with me and watched me play this. What do you think about Strange Brigade? Um, it's, it's, it's a good, excuse me, it's, it's a good, <laughs> sorry, I, just, like, <laughs> I know, I had to scratch my eyeball. Um, you touched your own eyeball? I'm telling, yeah, I know, I don't oh. do it very often, it freaks me out. Anyways, it's a good horde game, I'll give it that, absolutely. Um, there, there are some things that I didn't care for too about it, you know, the whole using the weaponry and stuff like that, you know, you know, pull the trigger here and there, fucking, but killed me. Um. But but I was entertained when I played it. Absolutely. Um, of course, the higher up you got in the levels, the more crazy and more shit that came after you, which put you on blast. Um, but overall, I, I I really enjoyed what I played of it. I really did. Um, and and what's great about it too is the overall staff and the the community that's wrapped around the game. Uh, it literally is, uh, it's something special, dude. And, and, you know, when you have a team, uh, like rebellion has that worked on this title, I mean, not only did they, not only did they pour their heart and soul into the game, but they were fans of the game. Yes, they were. You know, when we did our little interviews with the team at E3, uh, it, You could tell when we talked to them about the moments that we had in the game or they saw us doing certain things. They were really excited for what we were experiencing and what they were seeing on the screen as well. So big shout-outs to Rebellion. And also, thank you so much for giving us the chance to review this title. So next up, uh, we have Soul Calibur VI. Soul Calibur VI. Um, this was uh, created by Bandai Namco. Came out for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, released on October 19th. And I gave it a 4.8 out of 5. 
Um, I had stated in my little brief review uh, or brief overview, I said this is by far one of the best games I have played this year. But I will say with full confidence, it is the best fighting game that I have played year to date. Soul Calibur 6 has returned the series to its full glory. Um, so, Bolts, what did you think about this game? Um, I know that you and me really haven't gotten a chance to just sit down and just really heavily play it, but uh, the time that you did, you seem to have really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely love the Soul Calibur series, of course. Um, Soul Calibur 6 is a step above anything else that we've played. Um I, I have no there there I have you gave it a four point eight I gave it a six point four out of five. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just it's it, it's so fluid. Um, it's 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 a, a pickup controller, high action, high impact fighting game, mono a mono. Um, the controls the controls are relatively easy to use as far as your 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 breakers and all that jazz. Um, the creation uh, the uh, the creative character mode is phenomenal. Um, I, my, I mean, my guy has a black shirt on with some argyle shorts, with some nunchucks and flip flops, bro. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Soul Calibur is is top of the top of the line fighting game this year, and I absolutely loved it. Oh, I love you both so much. Um, all right, so I have to agree. Soul Calibur Six is just it is overall just a breathtaking title. Uh, it literally is is the story was something a little different for me. Um, but that was literally one of the only low points in the game. The visuals are unbelievable. The combat system is just fantastic. It literally just takes the cake. It is one of the best fighting games that has ever been created. Now, now um, the characters that get added, are they DLC? Do you have uh, to buy the them? characters that are being added are part of a season pass. There's a total of four characters. So because 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 character uh, the character from Near just got added yes yes and I need to play that I know I know <laughs> I've been thinking about trying I've been trying to save up a little money get I know the season pass so, I know um, Fucker. but yeah um, the characters uh, that are coming are part of a season pass so I there there was one, a little very small amount of negativity around it because um, some some characters that have been in the series for some time. Uh, one of the characters at hand uh, is not in the game, um, and she's part of the season pass. But as I said, you know, it's still—I mean—that's just kind of the way that that you know, fighting games and video games have kind of moved into. And I, I really don't see a problem with it when it comes down to titles like this that have such an amount of content. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's something uh, that. That of course we would love to get for free, but it's really not the biggest hardship in the world. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's not the worst thing that ever happened. <clears throat> but I very much enjoyed my time with this game. So I would definitely, if I was you, I would check it out. Uh, next up, we got Lego DC Super Villains, uh, brought to you by TT Games and WB Games, uh, released October 16th. Uh, we played around 20 hours of it. And Dara is still working on trying to get that platinum. It came out for Nintendo Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. I said LEGO DC Super Villains is a great game 
that has a better story than most DC live-action films. We did find a few glitches and wish some of the older features were back, but overall, this is one of the most fun and interesting LEGO titles uh, in years. Do not pass it up. Um, now, the gameplay uh, was one of the lowest hits that I gave it um, on the gameplay. Well, the way we do it on our overall rating system on Cinelinks, we give it a total of, of five stars. Um, we give five stars or one to five stars on the story, gameplay, fun factor, graphics, and replayability. So on replayability, I gave it a five. Graphics, I gave it a 4.0. Uh, fun factor five, gameplay three point five, and then story a five. So overall, I gave it a four point five out of five. I think that is a very fair score. Um, one of the greatest things that I think about it uh, was not just the fact of it having a good story, but also the fact that there were so many great voice actors in this game. You had people like Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, Tara Strong, and many others that reprise their roles as some of the greatest DC villains in the history of DC. You had Joker, Lex Luthor, Harley Quinn, uh, Deadshot, Reverse Flash. I mean, you just had, you had literally everybody. And I was really shocked to see all these voices, uh, all these voice actors make a make a um, uh, an, appearance. an appearance in this title. You know what I'm saying? Both is like I don't have anything to say about. I, I don't. I don't play like a game at you all. Know, you know how big? Like I mean, Mark Hamill. I thought Mark Hamill was pretty much done playing the joke. Right. Um, so whenever I I saw the trailer for it, I was like, wait a second, is that fucking Mark Hamill? Um, and this also comes back to E3 is something that I'm going to talk about a lot on this podcast. So chill out. Uh, I got to give a big shout out to WB. They were so awesome to us. They let us capture the gameplay and try the game out while at E3. And um, uh, I really enjoyed my experience there. And the fact that we were able to get uh, a review copy and also um, – get the season pass from them as well uh, is just great. So as the season pass stuff comes out, we'll be trying to get around to doing some live streams of it. Uh, we haven't had a chance to even play the Aquaman DLC because this holiday season has been very busy with us, but hopefully we can set something up to where me and Derek can sit down and, and do some live streaming for you guys. So uh, as I said, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5, so definitely make sure to check out my full review on Cinelinks.com. Uh, next up... Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> Fallout 76. So, this game... <laughs> this game was brought to you by uh, Bethesda Game Studios, Bethesda Software. Came out on November 14th of 2018. Played around 30 hours of the gameplay, uh, Discovery, Story Mode, and Side Quest. <sighs> I gave it a 2.9 out of 5. Uh, and That's on the bottom, high. I said, Fallout 76 struggles to stay familiar at, uh, while missing a lot of the meat that made Fallout a fan favorite title. As the theme song says, this was almost heaven, but only became a purgatory of bugs and disappointment. So I think that was a pretty good little roundup right there <laughs> um and so overall rating i gave the replayability a 3.5 graphics 3.5 fun factor 2.0 gameplay 3.0 and story a 2.5 now mind you guys this was probably one of the hardest reviews that i've ever had to do and you can ask bolts i mean i was just like mulling over yeah yeah he, he, he struggled with it way too much I, I really really struggled on it because i'm gonna say it till i'm blue in the face i am a bethesda 
fanboy. I love Bethesda. I love all the people at Bethesda. I don't care what anybody says. All this bullshit nonsense about like, I see a, a couple of people that that I've met before in the industry, and some other people say, "Oh, you know, Bethesda is just such a horrible company now. Look what they're doing. They look at the, they just made a couple of bad decisions." Okay, Bolt said it perfectly on one of the last episodes of the podcast. Sometimes you do shit things. Sometimes you fuck up. You do something stupid. You're like fuck. But you know what? Bethesda is Bethesda, and they have pumped out some really good games before in the past. And we should—I'm not saying we should give them a pass, but I'm saying we should understand that this was bound to happen. You know what I'm saying? No, and 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 that's absolutely true. The Fallout universe was bound to go to an MMO at some point. It was—it was there for the setup. Yeah. Um, just like Elder Scrolls was, you know. So with that said. Fallout 76 sucked. <laughs> it's awful on every level, on yeah. every stance. The people that enjoy it, I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Um, I, I guess I can, I can understand. Like, it's such a weird thing. I'm not trying to interrupt. I know, that I, know I know, dude. It's like with PC, it has this community that's around it that's like, you know, oh, you know. It's something different when you have constantly, every time you log into this game, you have like five people that you can go and traverse this world through. But at the same time, even with five people, even with five people, there's not a lot to do. And that's just being honest, man. I mean, I I, I love, love, love the titles that Bethesda pushes out. But this game was just not my cup of tea at all. All. I mean, it had a lot of problems. It has. It still has a lot of things that need to be fixed. Um, and as I said in my review, when those things are fixed, I will go back to it and I will give an update on my review and say, you know, after a year after Fallout 76 launch, this is what I believe of it. So, you know, I, I will stand by that right here and right now. Um, <clears throat> but just like what Bolt said, um, it just it just was. It's hard to go from something like. It's hard to go from something like Fallout 4 to Fallout 76, you know? And, and the thing about it, Fallout 4 was a good game, but it wasn't nothing. It wasn't great. I, I'm, I'm not going to give it a great status. It was a good game. Um, but but Fallout 76 is not, as far as console base, is not what people expected it to be. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> we said at QuakeCon, and everybody is hooping and hollering, standing up, cheering and clapping, and I'm sitting in my chair with my arms crossed, going, "You guys are, you guys are getting smoke blown up your ass," because um, it just, it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't seem appealing to me at all. And I'm a big, big, big RPG guy. That's what I love. Um, and this is, of course, like I said, this is not the Fallout we have grown to love. This is the Fallout that we've grown to hate. Yeah. So, so hopefully with 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 all due time, if they plan on keeping this around, if they plan on keeping, they're gonna have to because I know they spent billions, I mean billions, millions of dollars into it. So they're gonna have to at least for the next good part of five years try to keep it up and running, and try to get more fan base into it. So hopefully, they can. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully they'll be able to. Hopefully they'll be able to do it. And, you know, I'm going to say it too, just like I said with all the other ones. I think I said it with all the other ones. I really do appreciate Bethesda sending us out a review code uh, and giving us the ability to review this game. Even though the game wasn't up to par, 
Um, I still love you guys very much, and I can't wait to see most of you guys at QuakeCon this coming up here. So next up, we got Battlefield Five uh, coming out uh, from EA and DICE. Came out November 20th. Of 2018, I gave it a 4.3 out of 5. Um, I said Battlefield 5 is seemingly one of the best Battlefield titles in some years. Although the game did have its flaws with glitches, lack of content, and snow white subtitles, Battlefield 5 feels like a return to what the series is all about. All out war and all out fun. I gave it a 4.5 on replayability. Uh, 5.0 on graphics, 4.0 on fun factor, 4.0 on gameplay, and a 4.0 on the story. So, Bolts, um, you've sat there with me uh, while I've been playing this game, and uh, I want to hear what you think. What do you think about the the graphics of this title? Um, the graphics of the game actually were were, were, were on cloud nine, bro. They were yeah. they're, they were five hands down. Um. You, you, you have to, to the people listen. You guys have to understand. When I dive into a game, I don't play anything else. Yeah. Like I said, Assassin's Creed came out, and I spent 150 hours just exploring the map and finishing the main story with the side quest. So, the 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 Dark Siders and the and the Just Cause and the battlefields and the and the, and the stuff like that. I don't get hands on with those because I don't play them whenever I'm playing something that I'm into. But like I said, as watching Caleb play and and whatnot, um, the, the the visuals were out absolutely outstanding. Um, I'm not a big Battlefield player or fan of. Um, I'm just and most of that has to do with the multiplayer. I don't like the big maps and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but from what I could see and from what I saw Caleb playing, it it looks like a decent to good game. Um, but that's all about it I got. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bolt is like, that's it. That's all I got to say. Move on, Caleb. Don't just stare at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So then we have Darksiders 3. Came out from Gunfire Games, THQ Nordic. Um, and it came out on the 27th. Uh, played about 13 hours in the main story. Um, and uh, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Now, this is another game that I was really excited for and somewhat let down by. Um, all right, so uh, I said Darksiders 3 is an exciting return to the Darksiders series when it wants to be. I think this can still be a great game for fans to really enjoy. The art direction, story, and voice acting are some of the highlights in the game. What really holds this title back is the bad glitches, screen tears, camera controls, and game-breaking bugs. With time and updates, I think these issues can be resolved and the game can be closer to the Darksiders we once knew. Uh, Replayability 3.5, graphics 3.5, fun factor 3.0, Gameplay of 3.0 and the story of 4.5. Now, did you ever play any of the Darksider titles before Bolts? Yes, I played the first one and the second one, of course. Now, what did you think about it? <sighs> um, I'm a big I, I I love I love mythical or excuse me mythical biblical stories. Yeah. Um, and the Four Horsemen are one are, are some of the, are some one of the stories that I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, to me. The Four Horsemen is their 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 their, their dark story. Yeah, you know, um, Darksiders 
was a what was a little what was dark. It had yeah. some it had it had some color and some stuff like that. But yeah. it was but it was a dark story. Overall, a dark yeah. story. Yeah, Darksiders two was more of an animated cartoon. And I watched you play Darksiders three, and I was I was I I hated You're just it. Just kind of out of it. I I was done with it. Yeah. Um, but with that said, um, I I didn't watch you play much of it. I didn't dive into it. Yeah. Um. So I, I really don't know the whole story, how it how it unfolded, where it went. Yeah. Um, but watching you play it, I was not jumping at the galls to go <laughs> play it by yeah. any means. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, I of course am a huge Darksiders fan. I love Darksiders as a whole. I think it's a great series. Um, but when it came down to this game, I was. I was really excited for it and just really disappointed. Um, uh, Since the launch, they've done some really weird things. They've done updates to uh, the game that have done, like, classic updates Mm -hmm. to where it'll, like, give in or it'll add in a a classic control scheme that's more themed around Darksiders 2. Right. But my biggest thing from the game that that felt that made the game feel a little lackluster was the fact that there was not a RPG element that was in Darksiders 2. That was one of the best things about Darksiders 2 in my point of view and they took it away from it and kind of just made it a little bit more bare bones, you know? So I didn't have that connection with that character that I did with Death. Um, and Fury was a great character. Voice acting was done very well. But it just there it just didn't feel the same. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, as I said, I think it was a good. I think it. it, it I think at the, at its core, it's a good game, but it just has a lot of issues fixed. Like you know, game breaking bugs that happen mo- mo- multiple times to multiple people. There was a ton of different times that I would walk into areas of the game, and the, the entire area is just white. <laughs> There's nothing, and then I move around a little bit, and it pops up. There's this big waterfall. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, um, but as I always say, shout outs to Gunfire, shout outs to THQ for sending that. I mean, it is always something amazing and special to have this connection with some of these game developers, and we will always be truthful and honest for not just the developers, but also for the fans as well that listen to the podcast or even on Cinelinks.com. Um, so, uh, next up. Last uh, review that I did of 2018, super crazy. I did not expect uh, to have the experience with this game that I did, but Just Cause 4, brought to you by Avalanche Studios in Square Enix, came out for the PS4, Xbox, and PC. Played about 15 to 20 hours of the story, 10 to 11 hours of free roam in the open world. Came out on the 4th of December, and I gave it a 4.6 out of 5. Um, now what I said about the game, my time with just cause four has been pretty well spent. Even though the story is a bit corny, I really felt that the game had enough potential to be an action packed film. Rico Rodriguez is by far one of the best action heroes of 2018. I'll even go as far as saying that just cause four is one of the best action titles of the year. The game is high octane fun from beginning to end and is a must buy title replayability is 4.5 graphics 5.0 fun factor 5.0 gameplay 5.0 and story a 3.5 so bolts i know you've seen some gameplay of this i know you've seen me play it what do you think about it <laughs> um there were some cool aspects about it that um i really enjoyed 
that whole attaching sh- uh, shit with the balloon was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed watching you do yeah. that shit like yeah. that. Um, but other than that, um, I played the first one, the very first Just Calls. I was entertained to a point. Didn't play the second one. <laughs> didn't play the third one. And probably won't play the fourth one. Yeah. Um, it's just... It, it, and it has nothing to do with that. It's it's not a terrible game by any means. It's no, just, you just yeah. It's not like the cup yeah, of tea that exactly. you like to drink. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but but from watching what you what you played, um, it absolutely it absolutely looked entertaining as shit. Yeah, yeah. So, it was uh, it was definitely something special. Let's say that. Uh, so it was uh, it was a really 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 crazy game. <laughs> is the is the best way I could say that. Uh, it, it got to the point of, uh, it got to that point of just being just insane. Right. It was a constant, constant thing. There was always something like crazy going on in the, in the title. Um, and, uh, I just did not, I honestly did not expect to have as much fun as I did with the game that, uh, you know, I know I'm, I'm jumbling my words right now. Just Cause 3 was not as good as Just Cause 4. Let me say it like that. <laughs> it was not even close to the game um, that that Just Cause 4 is. Um, and I was super shocked by that because like Just Cause, uh, Just Cause 3 was an okay title, but... Just Cause Four added so much more to the series. Yeah, you know, it, it really, really felt like just a completely different game series. So um, I really loved it, man. And I got to give shout outs to Avalanche Studios uh, for letting us review this title. Um, and I uh, hope you guys check out the full review on Cinelinks.com. So uh, after this quick break, we're going to talk about uh, top industry moments, and then we're going to talk about our top gaming moments of 2018 we'll be right back after this We are back, and uh, we got something pretty special. As I said, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode. This is our year-ending episode. Basically, Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we will have, or well, we plan on having another episode on the 4th of 
January. Yes. Um, so it'll be 2019 by then. <laughs> Life is going by too fast, Bolts. Um, <laughs> so top industry moments. Some of the craziest stuff that happened in the games industry. Um, that I mean, at least that we thought. Uh, some of, There was a, a bunch of shit that happened in 2018, but some of the stuff we just didn't really care to talk about. So, um, number one, Telltale Games shutting down, shutting its doors completely, cutting down to uh, like a 25-employee staff, and then completely stopping, wor- uh, stopping the entire work of Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, Wolf Among Us. Um, super crazy. They... They just made a lot of bad decisions uh, as a studio, and uh, now Skybound Games has uh, taken over the production of the Walking Dead series, uh, the final season, and um, it's it's still just crazy. I mean, because they filed for bankruptcy on November 14th. They pretty much just fired everybody, and uh, it was just a really sad thing to see. You know what I'm saying? No, I absolutely understand. Um it sucks that they that they did shut down. It sucks that these people lost their job. Um, I was not a big fan of Telltale Games. Um, I know some people absolutely were. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it does suck that they do. They I hate when people lose their jobs, especially in the video game industry. Um, it, you know, it was it was pretty shitty about the about the no warning of the closure. So yeah, dude, it uh, was just like out of nowhere. You know, no, no severance paid, no shit like that. Vacate the office in thirty minutes. It's basically you know, yeah, you know, hit them and quit them. You know, yeah. So it's pretty shitty deal on that on that end. Um, but hopefully that you know the people that worked for Telltale Games, um, they found work in other in other you know developers and stuff like that. Yeah. So so hopefully they went that well. Yeah. I hope they did as well. And, uh, you know, as what Bolt said, we've seen it before in the games industry to where just out of nowhere, some of these studios will close down and a ton of people will lose their jobs. And um, it it's always really sad. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's not it, – it's sad whenever you see this happen, uh, especially to really good people. Um, but it's really sad whenever it happens the way that this happened. You know, it was just a, in my point of view, it was a blatant slap in their employees' faces. Oh, yeah. Of just saying, hey, man, you know, we appreciate your work and shit, but honestly, we can't pay your ass anymore because we made some really stupid-ass, dumb decisions over these last few years and uh, don't know how to financially run companies the way they're supposed to be run. So uh, because of that, we're going to close our doors and you get no severance pay. You know, it was just... (laughs) Sorry. Holt's in his freaking phone, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It's from Seven Deadly Sins, bro. Yeah, 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 true. Um, But anyways, uh, it's just crazy the way that they did that, man. It really is. So uh, next up, fans freaking out about Diablo Immortal and Spider-Man. So, Bolts, I want you to talk about this shit real quick, dude. Like, just just give the little bit of Bolts knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me tell you something. Um... Blizzard itself, the company speaks speaks volumes to what they can produce yeah. and what they can put out. Um, you know, WoW, WoW is is an amazing long running franchise. Um, Diablo itself is an amazing franchise. Yeah, um, it's just <laughs> when they announced Diablo Immortal and they didn't announce announce Diablo Four for whatever the fuck reason, everybody was flipping the fuck out. 
um, for for absolutely no reason at all. You know, they're <laughs> it's they're probably still in the process of developing Diablo Four, and they're just they're 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 trying to market a whole nother audience with Diablo Immortal. It's it, these cell phones that we have in our hands are in our hands ninety nine percent of our di- yeah. of our day. Yeah. So Diablo Immortal Blizzard is trying to take advantage of that ninety nine percent of us having our phones in our hand. If we're sitting there on the phone or something like that, what do we end up doing? Facebook, Twitter, playing a game, some shit like that. And if they're playing Diablo Immortal, Blizzard's making money. So all you, you know, you people that are out there demanding that these developers and these and these companies produce what the fuck you want, you just need to chill the fuck out because yeah. it's, it's it, as much as it about is about us, it's not about us. It's the, these these companies are producing what 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 they want to produce when they want to produce it, and they and they produce it for us. So if Diablo Four didn't get announced, big fucking deal. Diablo Immortal did to take advantage of the whole mobile industry. It's about money, you shits. So there's no reason to throw to throw a hissy fit, um, a, a, a tantrum, some little little boy, little girl, you know, whining session because Diablo Four didn't get announced. Yeah. You know, Diablo Immortal, whether it's good or not, it's taking advantage, like I said, of a whole other market. Diablo Four will get announced. May not be tomorrow, and it may not have been of yesterday. It may be not even 2018. It may be at fucking E3 of 2019. Yeah. But you know what? It, just it, like, it'll it'll happen. Just yeah. like you, just like me, and everybody else that plays video games, we will sit here and we will wait for it to come out. And when it comes out, we will be fucking ecstatic. Yeah. So, put your big point pants on. <laughs> put your suspenders on if you got to hold them fuckers up. <laughs> And carry on with your day. Yeah, I agree. And also, as he said, I think he said that perfectly, there was also this big, ridiculous reaction to a Spider-Man DLC costume. It was the the costume from the 2000 Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. It was a very special costume for some reason. I don't know why. Um, But everybody wanted it in the game, and um, they weren't really commenting on it, and you know, at all. And fans lost their fucking shit and constantly started acting foolish and threatening and all this other stuff to these developers. And they planned on releasing the suit anyways. You didn't even give them time to release the suit or try and say, hey man, our game is great. We're going to release this, 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 this. You know, everyone started losing their shit because they didn't get what they wanted when they wanted at that certain time. And this is what Boltz has constantly said over and over and over again. It's fucking ridiculous, bro. It's so, so ridiculous. But moving on from that, moving on from something negative, you know, which I know Boltz is just, he thinks it's ridiculous that people were tripping about a fucking DLC suit, right? Oh, yeah. No, no, bro. <laughs> really? And, and the sad part about it, it was a suit from probably one of the worst, I mean, so, probably the, the, the rendition of the of the worst, worst Spider-Man, Spider-Man Man movies, yeah, you yeah. know, I got what you're saying. And bro. it's like, really, it's Tobey Maguire, folks. Like, it's, you know, it was it, when when it first came out in 2000. I thought it was great because I was excited about the Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe in it, and all that. But then, you know, you go back and you compare, you compare this Spider-Man to to the Spider-Man now. It's just, it's it's like comparing, you know. 
But it's like comparing oil and water. It you is. Know, they look the same, but they they're right. two different things. And 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 like you said, this is, this is a DLC. This is a fucking suit, you whiny ass bitches. That's crazy. For bro. no reason, you're gonna cry because you don't have a special fucking suit. <laughs> you're not Spider Man. You're playing a game about Spider Man. That's crazy, man. Um. All right, so PlayStation Classic is a hundred percent failure, bro. <laughs> okay, so the PlayStation Classic when it was first coming out, everyone got a little excited about it. Um, then the list of games came out and it was pretty lackluster. Then they found out afterwards that the system that they were being that that the PlayStation Classic was using was basically a fan made system. Then the sales were so bad. That the that the system now has been marked down from ninety nine dollars to fifty nine bucks. That's where it should have started out. That's where it should have started at. It would have sold way more units. And I'm telling you, they're not they're not taking a loss on this. So oh, uh, no. why I, the why they didn't launch it at fifty nine ninety nine? It makes no sense to me. Um, and the, and the sad part about it, as 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 popular as the play as PS one was, it's nowhere near. The popularity of the Super Nintendo, yeah, you know, yeah. you're you were trying to you you're putting your classic system out there to compete with the Super Nintendo Classic, yeah. Bro, See, because like you just... know, like Super Nintendo was a great system, PlayStation One was a great system, both of them did really really good in sales, um, but the the uh, the NES Classic was the first one that came out. It was fifty nine ninety nine, and it was a huge success, a huge success. Because the overall system was just great. Uh, the SNES Classic was, I don't think it was as big as a success, but was still a pretty big fucking success. You know what I'm saying? For Nintendo. Right. Um, and now, PlayStation Classic, it's just, it, it wasn't the same, man, at all. And one of the biggest reasons is because some of the titles that they had on it. You know, they, they had some good titles like Final Fantasy and Metal Gear, but they also had some other titles on there that just didn't even make sense. Their choices were just unbelievable. I don't know why they didn't put some of the better games that came out on PlayStation. There's so many games that came out. Like, perfect for instance, Medieval. One of the best PlayStation games out there wasn't even featured on there. Nope. Like, it should have been. I mean, I just don't understand it. So, um, the fact that it is failing um, miserably uh, is just, it's, it's really, really sad. Um, so, something else sad that we've already pretty much kind of talked about. Fallout 76 doesn't live up to Fallout's history. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Fallout 76 launched, and it was not... um, It wasn't a very big success. Uh, I, I think that it had a lot of fans that still to this day are playing it. Just had a friend of mine, Turner, hit me up on Snapchat showing a recording of him waiting on a loading screen. He's like level 55 on Fallout 76. I'm glad, bro. Hey, I'm glad you're having fun in the game, but it's not my cup of tea. And it also proves too, you know, the the number of players on PS4 is at like 400,000 on that console. 400,000. That's it. That's not a big number. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Stop staring at me like a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, But, you know, that's a really low number, man. And um, 
with that being said, with Fallout not living out to its history, what do you what what would you like to see come out of this? Uh, nothing. <laughs> no, I'm saying no. Uh, how would you like Bethesda to rise from the ashes? Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> <laughs> they come out as like it's Starfield online, I mean, and it's on your phones only. Then once again, <laughs> no. Um, it's it's going to be hard to come from this. It's just it it was PC, of course. Apparently, is doing quite well. Yeah, the consoles is where most of your money is, and it's just how it is. Yeah. And this is an utter failure on the consoles. Yeah. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. You know. I don't I don't understand how You know, 'cause even even you had said, you know, you thought even though it was a pretty different concept, you still thought Fallout fans would gravitate to it. I really would, because it was it was an open world. It was it's it's a, it's an update. It's an updated Minecraft module, basically. You know, you, you you've got this open world. That, yeah. you, that you collect materials, you build, you can build your bases, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if it's because there's only, you know, so many so many people on one map that you can have. Um, it's just there's there's no life to it at all, whether you're playing with someone or not. Now 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 you've played with a few people, you know, on Fallout seventy six. Yes. And and apparently you had a good time with it. Yeah, the times that I did play with people on seventy six it was it was pretty fun. Or the times that I was like walking around as a preacher and I was like, I'm here to preach the word of Adam. If you are here to listen. There was a couple of times people walked by and was like, Hello priest, please lead me on my way. <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, this is a really awesome moment in the game. Uh, but if that happened more often Right, right. I was just say once know. those people left, you're like yeah, just, I told you, Bolts, like, it would here. be crazy if you're, like, walking through the wasteland. You hear, like, some little kid's voice. It's like, help me. Please help me. You're like, oh, no, run. It's, right, you right. Know? Uh, but that didn't happen a lot. So I, I hope from this Bethesda uh, just, you know, they, they fix their mistakes and, and move forward. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Bethesda's got two big-ass titles coming out next uh, this coming up year from id Software and Avalanche Studios, and that's Rage 2 and Doom Eternal. And I'm telling you, they are going to be huge. They will successes. be huge. And, and, and the thing about that, right after that, Comes will be Elder Elder School Six and yep. Starfield. So oh, I'm just getting excited even thinking about so, freaking Starfield, you know, right? And 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 the thing about it, Fallout seventy six was was a was a test to me test the market and see what they can do. Um, and Fallout the the world of Fallout is is built for that MMO that MMO style, and that's what that's what seventy six is to me. So, um, and. It's got mixed reviews, and the but the best they can do is if they continue to update it and build onto it, you know, on the consoles, add more where they can put more people onto one server, so you have this 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 big ass fucking world with yeah. you know fifty to a hundred people. That would be almost ideal, and 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 that's the honest god truth. Um, the more because it's a massive ass damn map. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge, and unless you're around somebody. All the time, it's a huge emptiness. Yep. So, yep. Uh, all right. So, moving on from that, we're going to talk about our top gaming moments of 2018. So, do you want me to just list mine 
and then you're going to list yours or vice versa. Do, do, do your thing, and then I'll, okay. just, I'll say mine. All right, so uh, after this is going to be the end of the show, guys. I know it's a little bit of a longer episode than what it usually is, but I appreciate you guys holding on to your rears and listening. <laughs> That's not what they're holding on to, but. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, my number five moment, uh, experiencing God of War. Uh, been excited about this since it was originally announced. And uh, I remember that reveal trailer at E3 um, 2016, I think. Um, it was just unbelievable, man. Oh, it was just, I was shook, dude, when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, it's finally happening. Kratos is back. It was just such, such a beautiful trailer. And it's such a beautiful game, man. It is by far one of my best titles of 2018. I really, really loved everything about this game the graphics the voice acting um and the storytelling in this game you know you not only saw um some of the stuff that happened with kratos or whatever um but you 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 saw a connection between a man and his estranged son that um you know he he has a really complicated relationship with so um you saw a man go from uh, a husband and a father to a raging, like, killer in the previous God of War series. Back to more of a uh, smoldered man that is nursed to his normal mindset from a, uh, an amazing woman. And then is back to this broken man yet again with uh, the question of, you know, who am I? Where do I go from here? So, um... This is a really, really great experience. So, my daughter is, is tripping right now. So, anyways, um, my number four moment, changing second opinion for the better. So, while at E3 this year, uh, the website was uh, had a really, really, really big DOS attack on it. Um, and I was very irresponsible and didn't take care of the website the way I should have. Um, and, uh, you learn as you go, bro. That's right. I let it down. <laughs> um, uh, I let myself down and I should have done better, but, um, it opened the doors for me in a new way. And that was Cinelinks.com. Uh, I was, I was approached by Matt Quad C and, uh, Jordan, uh, who is the co-founder and editor in chief of Cinelinks of coming to and joining the team and bringing the podcast over and, and, um, you know, I was kind of doing both at the same time, and it was a it was a lot. It was a lot to do the podcast and video content and articles on both sites, and it was really a lot. And then I finally got to that point to where it was just like, okay, it's time to do something different. So we're jumping on Centlinks, and I'm gonna tell you, it's one of the best decisions I've made. And I've got to give a a huge shout out to Jordan and Matt for just showing the um, the love and appreciation that they've showed me, dude. I mean, being the fact that I just started working for Centilinks, uh this year and getting the review titles I, I, I was, I've been able to get and going to um, QuakeCon and E3 and not just representing Second Opinion but also representing Centilinks is such a great honor, man. And, and uh, I love you guys very much. Thank you so much for giving me these opportunities. Um, becoming Arthur Morgan. 
Um, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 is by far one of my favorite games 2018. Probably one of my favorite games of all time. And, you know, I always am the type of person that am I am full on Paragon. I'm full on, like, super angel, uh, really nice guy in any video games. I always try to help everybody out. Totally different story in Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, Arthur Morgan's just a bad dude, so it was time for Celeb to be a bad guy, and I went out and have totally been a total piece of shit to everybody in this game. So that's one of my favorite moments of 2018. <laughs> uh, QuakeCon 2018, getting to go with my boy Bolts, man. Uh, it was so awesome because, you know, me and Bolts hadn't been to a gaming event in quite some time, and hopefully this coming up year. We'll be going to another gaming event Which together as well. <laughs> a really big one, hopefully. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good year, 2019. But QuakeCon 2018 was just fantastic, man. And I really, really enjoyed, really enjoyed my time there. We got some uh, some amazing interviews with amazing developers, amazing content for you guys, and I hope to do it again this coming up year. Um, and then, of course, my number one going to E3 2018. Uh, something that I have wanted to do for quite some time, and I've been to a ton other, uh, a ton of other events out there, um, big, small events. Uh, but E3 2018 with my boy Matt Quad C, Ben, Eric Gibbs, uh, and then seeing my dude Hip Hop Gamer and Uriah and all these people that I've just known and loved for so long, man. It was so crazy seeing them, and you don't really realize, you know. You don't realize how big your family is until you get to an event like this, you know, and and I hope um, that Bolts is able to see some of this stuff because I'm telling you right now, man, it is just uh, it's such a blessing to be able to do what I do. Let's just say it like that. So Bolts, let me hear your top five <laughs> moments of 2000. I don't necessarily if it's going to be a top five. Well, just like your top. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Um. Let me first off and say that uh, QuakeCon 2018 with you. Um, our, our, our last gaming um, enterprise that we went to was Gearbox. Yeah, and that was what, 2012? Man, that was a four score seven years ago. Or, no, it was earlier. That was 2009. It, it had to be something. It, it, yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite some time. Nine years ago. Um, it was the, uh, um, you, you know, it, it, it was a long time coming. That you and I have have experienced something like that. Yeah. Um, of course, you, you you know you had the media badge, so you had all the you know the backstage of the early access to the stuff mm-hmm. like that. But me just going and and experiencing it, and it was um, great afterwards. Being like like that shows you another thing how amazing Bethesda is. I was like, listen, he doesn't have his badge. It was just a time thing or whatever. But is it okay if he goes in and does the recording and stuff with us? We're like, yeah, no problem. Go right ahead. And I'm like, I mean that. That right there, there's a lot of people that are like, "Sorry, you gotta have credentials." Exactly, exactly. Um, so it was definitely a cool firsthand experience of of watching you do your work, watching Matt come in and do his, uh, Mr. Rob come in and do his, um, and just and just sitting there and and listening to the developers yeah. of these games of, um, of of Doom Eternal, Rage Two, um, Elder Scrolls Legends, all that jazz. Um, everybody that we interviewed was 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 really great, really cool. Um, but like I said, it was a really, really awesome, awesome experience. experience. Um, I, I guess you could say number two is getting back or getting onto the podcast with you, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, 
it's it's been awesome. Um, for the longest time, I was married, so I didn't have a life. <laughs> <laughs> I got oh divorced God, and opened bro. the floodgates. You are ridiculous. Um, I swear. No, no. It's th- this has been a long time coming. Um, you and I have such such a dynamic duo. Basically, um, is the best way I can we put really it. We really do. Yeah. Um, we we when we get on certain subjects. And we just we just coexist and mesh so well together, um, and, and and I do miss my boy TJ, which who has helped you for the longest time as well. Yes, he, um, he needs to bring his sorry ass on. I know, um, fucker, love your dick. He's like, you know what? I mean, I'm trying to spend some time with my family. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> we are your family. Like, That's true, man. <laughs> he is. But um, I miss TJ. Um, I love TJ. He's like he's like a young he's like a he's like a young son to me. <laughs> um, but um, um, but yeah, no. Getting on the podcast with you on a weekly basis, going over video games, going over whatever the hell you want to talk about—movies, anime, wrestling, um, your you know lack of knowledge about sports—it's it's all there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's been absolutely great this past year, and I'm 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 really happy I was part of it. I know you're looking forward to 2019. 2019 because it's going to be crazy. It is, man. Um, let's see. I, you know, you got to add in Assassin's Creed. Bro. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there because okay. I was going to say Assassin's Creed. What Odyssey? Of course, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, it, it, it was, it was by far, um, it was my game of the year. Yeah. Um. You know, like I said, I, I, I dove into Assassin's Creed um, full out, just like I did Origins. Yeah. Origins, I spent about 141 hours on it. Yeah. This one, I got 154. There was so much to do. And it was a different kind of... It was like a different kind of battle yeah. system. Because I didn't have a shield. There was really no blocking. Um, the battles and the fighting was so... So it was much, it, a lot more hard than it has been in the past. Um, the conquest battles, which is this big battlefield where you can run around, you got you know fifty plus people on the screen at one time fighting and so on and so forth. Um, and 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 just the story about the cult of Cosmos, basically, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, um, and you know if you if you played Assassin's Creed Origins. Then of course you know you knew you knew about the snake, yeah. Um, and then of course you know Sparta, Athens, and stuff like that. You um, have uh, the cult of Cosmos, which are these are the beginning steps and the beginning time of the Templars, basically, which is going to eventually rule the world because apparently we can't ever kill them <laughs> because there's nine hundred thousand games. Exactly. But, um, but diving diving into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, I love that whole. That whole Greek mythology, you know, Zeus and Hermes and and Apollo and all that stuff. I love that time frame, um, which is which is amazing because, you know, the, all the God of War games I've played maybe like one, and it's all nothing but Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're great stories and stuff like that, but it's a hack and slash. Yeah. Um, but Assassin's Creed just took everything to a whole other level. Yeah. Um, the story was bigger. The story was was deeper. It was it was so entertaining to me on every level. You could go from from from, from a small assassin to a to a, like you said a, a twenty a twenty man death scene right there at, at the and, feet of, bro, at your it, feet, man. It, it, it's something 
that blew my mind uh, the first time I played it in California was just like there was this moment that Matt was like, hey, do you want to play? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to play. So I like jumped on and was like running from some soldiers on the beach. I got onto my ship and I'm like going around, uh, going through this and I end up getting into this big naval battle. Um, and then from there, I end up moving into this little sequence that takes me, uh, the, the, actually the dev was like, Hey, do you want to do an arena battle or a, a war battle or whatever? And I was like, well, yeah. Okay. Well then like, she gets it onto this mode and like, you know, you have 60 dudes or 50 dudes that you're fighting all at one time. I mean, how many games can do something like that with that different type of unique gameplay that continuously goes, you know, you, you have the stealthy aspect, then you got the run and gun aspect. Then you got the, the ship aspect. Then you got the war aspect. It's crazy, bro. And and of course, throughout the middle of the game, that I start, I, I got to um, unlock a arena arena for gal- for gladiator battles. Yeah. Um. So of course, I got to do that. The naval battles, um, were just as fun as Black Flag. Now, Black Flag sets the standard of any naval battle. I don't care anybody <sighs> says. I absolutely love the naval battles. Well, look, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. You were right. Okay. The naval battles are fantastic. I don't think I can go back and play Black Flag because it's been such a long time. Right. No, but, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, but I think that I can understand the allure. Yeah. And I can also say that one of the best games of 2019 for you, me, and TJ will be, be Skulls, Skulls and Bones. Bones. Oh, yeah. Hands <laughs> down. Hands down. Yeah. Um, but overall, Assassin's Creed was my game of the year. I dove into it full-heartedly, just like I play any big, massive game. Um, I loved every aspect of it. It And, you you know, I, I, I played as Alexios. You know, Caleb Sleb over here played as Cassandra. Um, I think Cassandra's character and voice works better, better through the game. Yeah. Um, but Alexios, in his own right, uh, was a good character as well. Um, yeah, but I, you know, the whole, yeah, I just love the Sparta lore, the Athenian lore. It was just, it was great, mm-hmm. hands down, great. Um, I, I guess you could say my number one gaming moment for the year was basically Microsoft buying everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, we us, us Microsoft boys have been sitting in the. <laughs> In, uh, in purgatory for quite some time since the Xbox One has been released. Um, yeah. You know, we, we, we get our Halo every now and then. We get our Gears of War every now and then. We get our Forza every year. Um, and that's pretty much it as far as our exclusives go. And, and of course, we get all these great third-party titles. No, don't get shit twisted. We get our Assassin's Creed, our Red Dead, um, and anything else. Yeah. But the fact that Microsoft has gone out and physically shown us that they are absolutely ready for the next five years, basically, yeah. and whatever else produces after that, it it absolutely excites me in my loins. Yeah. Okay. Um. You know, just in Ninja Theory, Obsidian, Playground, just to name a few. Yeah. And those are big fuse. Those are some big ass <laughs> names. You know. Um, and of course, you know when they purchase the company, the uh, these companies, 
um, you know, that these companies still have to, you know, will put out a third party tile for both systems. Oh God! But but I'm I'm expecting big stuff for exclusives from these companies. Oh coming. yeah. Oh, I thought you were about to talk about Obsidian's game that's coming out. So. No, 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 no. No, I, I, I know, you know, it, I mean, when you purchase a company in the middle of, of whatever they're producing and they're producing it for multi, multi systems, that's just what you do. You know, I, and, and, in the contracts state that they got to produce it for, you know, multiple systems and whatnot, but that's all fine and dandy, but I'm excited to what Microsoft and these teams will do together. You know, um, I'm ready and utterly ready for 2019 for somebody to announce Fable 4. Um, whether it's <laughs> whether the fuck it's Ninja Theory, whether it's Playground, Obsidian, I don't maybe Playground Just do it. Playground works with Obsidian to give us Fable Four. Um, I'm just saying, you know, you you make it happen. I'm telling you, um, there's there's great things on the horizon for Microsoft, and 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 e- even with these companies being purchased by Microsoft, I will say for for PS4 as well for Sony. Uh, for Nintendo because they still will have to produce third-party games for all of these consoles. Mm -hmm. But for Microsoft itself, bring on the pain. Make my wallet hurt, homies. (laughs) I've been been waiting for a hurt like this in a while, and I don't have it, and I need it. You you really, I mean... No, never mind. No, no, come on, no, 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 come on. Oh, you, you, what? You actually? I mean, for real, bro. Yes. You do know that it's gonna take some time. Oh God, yes. Okay. Come on, I'm, I'm not expecting you know three wishes by tomorrow. All this shit, bro. I'm not even fucking lie. I've been seeing all this shit on social media the last couple of months since this happened. All these fucking people like Microsoft's about to fucking destroy. PlayStation. No, they're not. They're not gonna okay, destroy okay. Him. And now since Listen, we're on that subject, hold up. I, no. I, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think that, I think that PlayStation has to get their ducks in a row. Let's say that. But I think PlayStation is getting ready for the future, and they have enough money, and they've done enough with the PlayStation Four that they are going to be able to coast. At the same time, I feel bad for the PlayStation fans like myself because I do think that this coming up year, when it comes down to exclusives, is going to be very low. Um, but it's it's not going to be this whole domination thing of Xbox is going to dominate PlayStation and PlayStation is going to dominate Xbox. I think that we're about to see gaming in a completely different light than we've ever seen gaming. You're going to see gaming in a cohesive unit. Yes. Um, you know, Microsoft bought all these companies and they bought these companies to help them, not necessarily to bust out and shut down Sony because Microsoft for the past, you know, six years, eight years, whatever, how many years it was is they have done shit. Yeah. Now they carry, they carried a big tsunami wave of what the 360 was yeah. into this next gen console. And that tsunami came down to that little, that, 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 that little white wave that crossed against that pebble. Yeah. That's what, it, that's where we're at now. But Microsoft bought these companies for them. Sony will be Sony regardless. It doesn't matter if it's a PS one, a PS two, a PS three or a PS four, the PS, the PS three in, in some, and some was not a very good success only because of the price. Just like the Xbox One, Xbox One, for the most part, its its success was 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 due when they dropped the price of the system. Yeah, you know, you can't just 
you just can't come out and throw this, but be like, hey, you're going to spend this much money to buy this. And no, we're not. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's just how that is. Yeah. But 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 Sony in their own in their own right is is a major company for a reason. You know, they don't they don't put out bullshit ass stuff. You know, the PS1, the PS2, the PS3, and the PS4 are all amazing systems. Yeah. And that's just how it is. Yeah. The PS5, when it comes out, will be an absolutely juggernaut. You know, 4K, 8K, 240 frames per second, whatever the fuck they want to put into it. They're going to put into it, and people will buy it. You know, will they sell 30 to 40 million consoles like they did the PS4? Who knows? Because no telling what Microsoft has. You know, exactly. it, but, but they will still sell 20 plus systems, 20 million plus systems. And that'll be a given, you know. So... Microsoft will not go out and destroy Sony, will not go out and destroy Nintendo, because in their own right mind, Sony and Nintendo still have their fam their fans. Yeah. And that's just how it is. The only thing that's gonna help that's the these companies that's gonna help Microsoft is instead of someone having just a PS4, they'll have a PS4, a PS4, or PS5, and then an Xbox. Yeah. That's all that it's gonna do. So Yeah. So, uh, once again, congrats to Microsoft for stepping up to the plate like they should have. Um, and, and in the future, three, four, five, six, ten years down the road, whatever Microsoft produces, I am absolutely excited for. I am as well. So, uh, guys, this is the Second Opinion Podcast year in review episode two. Thir- uh, 243. I almost did it again. You did it again. Uh, shout outs at all bolts. Um, uh, oh, wait, uh, uh, okay. going through a tunnel. <laughs> what um, <the> fuck? <laughs> no, honestly, shout out to anybody and everybody who has taken the time to listen to a second or to a full podcast from, from when I started with, when I started to this point and even before me, whenever it was Caleb in episode one, you know, it, if, if, if you've supported this man, for as long as you have, you've listened to it, you've listened to them, whether you, it was one episode or it's been all 240 episodes. Shout out to you um, for keeping his dream alive. <laughs> but no, for real, I love you guys. Everybody who's listened, who's ever, who's ever put effort towards the uh, towards Caleb's journey, towards my journey, towards TJ's journey, whatever we you got to do. If you've supported us on any way, any form, any fashion, love you deeply. And if I saw you, I'd probably kiss you. <laughs> and I'm a great kisser. Make you melt in your shoes. Excuse me? <laughs> Is that true? Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so shout outs to everybody. Shout outs to the whole Centerlinks crew. Shout outs to TJ as well, my co host uh, that has been here since day one. I just love you very much, man. Uh, shout outs to Bolts as well, my other co host that's always there for me. Uh, and uh, shout outs to some of the original co hosts of the Second Opinion podcast. Uh, we got uh, Skelly, we got Toaster McGee, we got my boy uh, Gus. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, the DCD and then the one that I always put up on a pedestal, Rebecca, AKA Jen, AKA Ashley, AKA Phoenix fire. That woman right there. I'm telling you, I'm giving you a shout out because I love you and you are probably one of the most amazing people 
that I've ever met. You always supported me, and I really appreciate you. Um, and I, I just, you're just an awesome, awesome person. Uh, that's the most that I could say. Um, so, uh, as Bolt said too, shout out to all the listeners. And I do have an announcement at the end of the show. Um, we, me and Bolts have come to the decision to no longer do the main event podcast. Um, it has been uh, a fun time doing it. Uh, but the listens just aren't there. And I think it is best that we really focus on the gaming podcast. Do you agree, Bolt? Full heartedly. <laughs> Did you just have a heart attack? <laughs> no, um, absolutely. I agree so the, the way we have looked at it is uh, that, you know, we'll have the regular episodes. And then every once in a while we'll have like a bonus episode. Um to where you know we'll we'll call it second opinion uh, bonus talk or something like that. To where if there's a really big topic at hand, then uh, we'll take you know thirty minutes and kind of talk about it. Him and me will discuss it and vent about it or whatever, and then move on from there. Um, or if there's a game that's coming out, or there's a game that we've been playing that we really just want to focus you know, 30 minutes on talking about that instead of taking up a huge chunk of the show, um, you know, we can focus it like that on a bonus episode. So it's something new that we're doing, and we'll also be bringing back, um, uh, or I'm going to try to if we... If we can get Dara to come in here with us, um, we'll also be bringing back uh, the other bonus episode as well. Um, and Off the Hinge is uh, definitely uh, something special, and I loved doing it. I love talking about just our personal lives with you guys. So uh, we'll mainly be doing the Second Opinion Gaming Off the Hinge and doing some bonus episodes for the Second Opinion Gaming podcast as well. So. Um, this is Celeb signing out for episode 243. The next time you'll be tuning into us, it'll be 2019. I love you guys. Peace out. Peace.